Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Searching for clues to discover God's mysterious plan for your family? Then don't change that dial. Join us now in our discussion of the mystery of parenthood. Here are your hosts, Trey and Stephanie Cashin. Welcome back. This is the mystery of parenthood. And um, it's me and Thaddeus again. Steph, again, unfortunately, not able to be here today. But listen, um, we're going to start with our prayer. Got a very exciting guest and a lot to talk about. But let's begin with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. Grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love with the Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray for us. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So fitting here that uh, that prayer made me think of who we have on here. And in fact, his voice was the one you heard right before <laughs> right before we came on the air. We have we have Arlen Nichols on here, but that that idea of the um, that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family, and and I know that that's what Arlen is um, doing through his organization. And Arlen is an Aggie, um, and I've known him since he was a student here, which. Either he's really young or I'm really wow. young or we're both really old. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think it's probably the latter. But uh, at least for me, I'm not calling you old in Arland. But um, I'd like to welcome Arlen Nichols. Thanks for being here. And, and of course, um, uh, Thaddeus is going to be joining us here as well. Yeah, and let's just make the record clear. I am no replacement for Stephanie Cash. No, that's all right. Yeah. I am very aristocratic. No, yeah, uh, no, no, absolutely. And, and that's, that's true. We love you, Steph. But um, but anyway. Oh, and one more. Here. Sorry. Shout out. Shout out to my lovely wife. It's her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Robin. So, awesome. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Thank, um, thanks for sharing that. But we're we're going to talk about a few things about Together in Holiness. It's it it's a conference that is that is happens to be available to the people who are in kind of the listening area here. Um, in a couple spots, and we're going to kind of go through the topics. But um, before we get to that, I just, you know, I want to say that, I, like I said, I think Arland and I, I think I met you, and correct me if I'm wrong, when, when we were there, there was that leadership council back when you were a student. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. And we, and we, goodness gracious, that was a long time ago. I recruited you to be on that, Trey. Oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't let you down then, man. But uh, <laughs> Never, never. But uh, anyway, that, that, I mean, we go way back and we're, we, I mean, now you're, 
what tell us about how, where you are in life right now. You're a little bit further along than just to, just graduated from college. <laughs> yeah, so I'm class of 2003 at Texas A&M, but no, it was a pleasure and a joy to be with you, Trey, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, to visit with you and to to talk to our to our listening audience. But uh, um, no, I'm I'm living in Katy, Texas now, and the president of the St. John Paul II Foundation. I'm blessed to have married uh, an incredible woman, Cindy yes. Nichols, uh, who uh, is a, was Cindy Borsky. Um, grew up there in Bryan College Station, and great and, family. Uh, we are blessed yeah, with uh, our seventh child on the way. All Congratulations! Right. Congratulations! Whoop. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're so you're, life you're is always crazy. So you're. I, I don't know. I, I we always Stephanie. I always say you know with our six kids we're we're not. We're not experts, but we are at least veterans. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you you kind of fall into that fall into that kind yeah. that, that context as well. So, definitely. So, um, and, go ahead. I'm go ahead. Well, I was just to say, I this this just the last two days, I've been on a camping trip with uh, my son and all his classmates and their dads. It was a father son camping trip, and you know th- those moments are are just incredible to be able to have to be able to take a you know, 45 boys out camping and teaching them how to cook and cooking for them and, and fishing and, and oh, riding man. motorcycles and, you know, I mean, all this kind of fun stuff. And it's a good way to uh, get to know young men. And it's just always a pleasure and a joy and an honor really to, to do the work of, of, of dad. Um, yeah, nothing, that's, nothing's more enjoyable than that. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad Stephanie's not here because she'd, she'd freak out about the whole motorcycle thing. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, that sounds we awesome. We had a lot of fun, Trey. No, I know. I bet, I bet it was a blast. And, uh, you know, it, it is it, – and I think you have to have events that um, – that allow for time together. So with your, with your son, with any of your children mm-hmm. and with your spouse, cause I, I, I mean, I don't know about you and I don't know about all the listeners out there, but I don't think I'm alone in saying that once you kind of get about the business of being a husband or a wife, a parent, um, and, and a family that starts getting going. And, and I think Thaddeus is beginning to, uh, to experience this. <laughs> you get split a zillion different ways. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, intentional if you're not purposeful it can get away from you i think i mean i i know that it has gotten away from us in moments where like you know where did the last six months go and hey we're still married right and living in the same house because <laughs> we're you know one's running to this deal and another's running to that and we're trying to get everybody where they are and i'm not saying that that's necessarily bad like you going um away with your with your son but what i am saying is is there does seem to be need to be some intentionality about what we're doing. You think that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Is that your experience as well? Yeah. No, last time we visited, I talked about, uh, you know, the importance of being intentional, intelligent and intense, you know, in terms of how we live the faith in the home and and how we do family life. And, uh, you know, it's so easy to get stuck in the rut, you know, and to kind of just go into survival mode uh, but we really can't afford to do that. We need to set time aside. We need to be intentional about it. We need to be intense about living the faith. And um, and uh, I think this is essential uh, for for our own growth, for our own pursuit of heaven, for uh, the the growth of our children. And uh, so, absolutely, that's that's the case. And you know, I enjoy opportunities like this to be able to go out with with my son, my oldest. Absolutely. Here. And uh, and. Um, you know, do the fun things and, and then get back home and, and, and do work and see the rest of the kids. And, 
Uh, it's a real blessing and joy to be able to do that. And we need to take time to do so such things. You do, and I think, and I think, I'm not trying to think who who I heard talk about it, but I know it to be true that you have to you you can have you know quote unquote quality time, but quantity of time is really more important. Having the opportunity to just be around each other without having to do things and without having to worry yeah. about that, and I think that. That's really hard to do when you've got so much, so many things on the plate, e- even including just the stuff you have to get done at the house. I mean, a yard, a flower bed, a dishes, whatever. Um, yeah, that's right. But but I but I agree with you that you have to make those times, and I do love the intentional, um, intelligent, and intense um, yeah. as, as as three three eyes. You, you must know Father or now Bishop Mike Sis, right? <laughs> We're just joking. Uh, yeah. He was the three, you know, three things. You oh, know? he always had a list of three. He, he always had the three, oh, yeah. But that anyway, was so fun. that's yeah. an inside joke. Well, actually, you men- mentioning him reminds me of uh, Bishop uh, David Condrilla, you know, another common friend right, of Absolutely, ours. yes. Had a huge impact on both our lives. But I remember him saying, you know, at some point when I was discerning whether I was called to married life or to uh, the priesthood or enter the seminary, and it was like, well, how, how can I be holy if I've got, you know, a wife to worry about and kids to worry about? And, and, and he, he just always said, that is the vocation. The vocation is being in mass and having a kid that you have to tend to. Yes. That is where we love. That is where we become near to God. That is the way in which he desires us to grow in holiness, to grow closer to him. And that's always stuck with me. That is the vocation. And uh, so the busy, like you're saying, the busyness of life at times, we can't get too caught up in the trappings. But it is in and through the, the things of ordinary living, ordinary life, how we approach the ball game, how we right. approach dinner, how we approach the weekend, how we approach prayer life as a family, so on and so forth. That's where it the rubber meets the road for those of us who are married. That's the vocation of Bishop Condola. Uh, yeah, and, and, and he was—I always loved him. He was—he was my spiritual director for years, and I—and yeah. it was always good as a as a dad, a, a busy dad like you, to have him because he was always really rubber meets the road <laughs> uh, yeah. wisdom. You know, very practical. But it's true, and I think, and we talked about it a little bit last week because we kind of went through Thaddeus and I went through the the first chapter of. of Pope Francis's most recent document and talking and how clear he is and the examples he uses about just the, that holiness is found in those very ordinary moments. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that it's the choosing not to gossip when you run into somebody at a, at a, in the grocery store line or, and somebody starts to talk about somebody else or whatever, or whatever it is. But it was his examples were, extraordinarily ordinary, I guess, you know, everyday, everyday things. And I think we as Catholics, I agree with you. We can't just totally pull back. That's not what we're meant to do. Right. I mean, you're saying that's exactly what you're saying. We can't say, okay, no more little league, no more piano lessons, no more anything. All we're going to do is kind of put a cocoon around our house and stay here. Mm -hmm. And that's not really what it is, is it? No, absolutely. We can't, you know, we can't, uh, cocoon ourselves. Now that said, I mean, we we have to be careful, right? You know, you, it's a, you do want to filter out certain things. There are things that we need to say no to, absolutely. Um, but but we do have to be 
you know, as the Second Vatican Council reminded us, in the world but not of it. And, uh, you know, the challenge today for Catholics is, is we see this world around us. We see the way things are going. It's a mess. Um, and, and either, you know, we, we tend to respond with just kind of giving into it, right, and, and, right. And, and not being intentional about the media we consume or the influences, you know, we, we let our kids have and, and, you know, whatever it might be. But the other temptation, you know, that's one way. The other temptation is to cocoon yourself off and shut yourself out from the rest of the world. And, and I'm convinced that what we really have to do is, is be intentional about it and form a community around us that will support us in being intentional, intense, and intelligent about right. doing the Catholic thing. And then me, that's the key thing. And I think that's exactly, like you said, in the world, but not of it. That's the struggle. See, I, th- I think the hardest answer, the most difficult, the biggest cross, if you go either of the other two extremes, uh, you know, totally <laughs> separating ourselves from, from anything and anybody that might not believe what we believe, or completely acquiescing to everything yeah. that is going on. Those are, I think, easier answers in the moment. I mean, in, in that moment. But over the long haul, the best answer is being discerning, being intentional, being purposeful about, okay, we will engage in this where we might come into contact or in all likelihood come in contact with somebody who's doesn't believe what we believe. But at the same time, we're going to build relationships with people who can support us, who have the same beliefs. And that tension between we're called to go out into the world, but we also have to come together and support one another and be able to talk through struggles. Um, I think that's what you were just saying, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, uh, and, and, and to inspire one another. And, yes. You know, I can't tell you that, that my close friends that I developed over you know, our 12 or so years living in Katy, Texas. And, uh, you know, we, we, sometimes it's intentional and a, and a, and a guy says to me, Hey, you know, you, you may not see this, this going on in your life, but I'm seeing this, you know, you might want to think about it, spend some time in prayer on it. And here's my advice. Other times you see, you know, just, you see them giving witness to a great idea, a great way to live the faith, something they're doing really well. And, and you see, golly, you know, I, I could really, I could, really learn something here and, and I should adopt this practice or that practice and right. what a great idea for being intentional and being intense about living the faith. And so, yeah, sometimes it's just by that silent witness and ha- of having like-minded people around you. And sometimes it's, you know, they actually call you to the carpet and say, Hey, you need to shape up. Right. And that's, and that's really what we're meant. We're meant to be for each other. We're, we're meant to be truthful because Jesus is the truth. So that can be encouraging. Hey, we're, we're going through this and you're struggling, but you're trying to, you're, you're doing all that you can. And I want to support you and encourage you in, in that, or, Hey, you might really want to pray about this because it looks like this is something that might be, um, leading you away from, mm-hmm. from the path you're called to. You want to have friends like that. You want to have other married couples that, that are like that. But at the same time to just, even just to have that community and, and kind of pull away kind of goes away from that missionary discipleship that we're called to as a family as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I like that a lot, Trey. I think that's well said. You know, you you have to have, I mean, it's almost like mass. Exactly. Know? It is like so, mass. Exactly. You know, I mean, actually, we're, we are a liturgical sacramental people, right? And so you, you, we're called to receive our Lord. We receive his body and blood in the mass. And then we, we are sent out 
Right. And this, and, and this, and the same is, is true of, of family life. You know, yep. the, the, the home of, uh, of each of our families should be a place where the culture is Christian, the culture is Catholic, and, and there should be that center, but always in that constant state of mission, as Pope Francis uh, said in his, his second document that he gave us on evangelization. And, and uh, you know, just that constant state of mission, absolutely, we have to do that. That is the Christian message. That's the first call, you right. know, that, that really go and make of the whole world disciples. Right. And, uh, so... So we can't just yeah. sit in our. I think you're exactly right because that is, of course, I've always said, if the if the church is bold enough to call the family the the domestic church, then then whatever the church does should point us or give hints to us as families of what we're meant oh, to yeah. do. So we we must gather together around each other, focused on Jesus, and be together. In, in a in a sense, whether that's around the table or with groups of of other families that all share our beliefs, but ultimately, even when we leave there, we should be strengthened and encouraged to go out and not be afraid to engage other people who may not see things the way that we are, but be discerning about that. And that's, that's why it's not easy. I think it's, I think that sometimes it's because it's not easy that a lot of people tend to go to one extreme or the other um, in terms of their pursuit as a, as a family. I don't know. Hey, uh, can I break in here and let's just, let's just tell the listeners that. Yes. Trey, the reason, part of the reason we're talking together is because <laughs> Trey is going to be at this conference that Arlen's putting on. See, these guys like each other so much, they just get going and they, right. <laughs> they lose all sense of what we're supposed to be doing uh, here. Is at the Together in Holiness conference on May 5th, so two Saturdays from now, that goes from 8.30 to 3.30. And it's a single person can go for $35. If a couple goes, it's only 59 so that's a nice little savings there. Um, it's at the Woodlands at St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church. And then there, you said there's another one going on that same day at St. Lawrence in Sugarland. Is that right, Arlen? That's right. Okay. And, and, and I, I don't want to misspeak, but babysitting? Is there? There is babysitting. There's child care yeah, available. It's like $5 a kid for the day. Wow. I mean. You, you can't beat the price. And uh, for both the conference, 59 bucks for the whole cup, you know, for both of you to go, and that's including meals. And, uh, and then, and then wow. babysitting is, 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 a, is a dime. So That's um, awesome. No, absolutely. It's a great event for people and, and definitely encourage our listeners to, to check it out. They can go to togetherinholiness.org. To, to check out the conference and register. Father Mitch Pacwa is, is one of our speakers. Woo. It's a great opportunity to see Father Mitch live is he in, and, and in person. Is he in, yeah. at St. Lawrence? Or is he no, at, he'll, be, he'll be at both conferences. All right. That's, yes, I Trey, love I'm that, a man. glutton for punishment. So we're doing both of our keynote speakers are speaking at both conferences. We're doing a speaker swap. Okay, we just nice. I, I don't I, as a because I need to find out when he's speaking because I want to I want to see him one of my favorite professors but uh, yeah and from back then Father Mitch is great that's exciting so uh, so y'all we're gonna go through the some of the highlights of the conference right and some of the topics yeah and I think and I think again talking about what we were talking about in terms of the need this is a perfect opportunity to 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 gather with other people of like mind and then be encouraged. Um, that it is a struggle, but it is a struggle with the help of God's grace, the grace of the sacrament of matrimony, that, that we're, we can engage the world, we can become better as parents, and we can 
raise our children to impact the world as well. But we need to get away sometimes. We as, as spouses, we need to get away and actually intentionally say we need to focus on our day to day and what does it mean and how do we help one another become better parents, get our children, get ourselves, get each other to heaven, all of those type of things. But I think it's it's critical um, that you make time. And this is a this is one that it's not that far to drive over to the woodlands from here from College Station. What might be an hour and ten minutes, maybe. Um, if that, yeah. If that, no, you know, it, it is a it is a great opportunity for you know for couples to get away, and and, and it's tough, but we oh, got to prioritize it. And and uh, this is especially with Father Mitch and Patty Schneier and, and Trey Cash. And no, yeah. I mean, how, how can you, that. How can you that not one. take out the time and uh, and and go? So I definitely encourage our listeners to. Uh, to explore the opportunity and, and sign up and join us. Uh, again, you can go to togetherinholiness.org to do so. We'd love to have you. And now you've done, you you do multiple of these and, and they would come up. And if some, if for whatever reason, our listeners weren't able to go to this one, I think it's something that I would, I would be very, well, certainly um, we'd love to have Father Mitch back and whether I go or not is not, not an issue here. The next one that comes up, I think, I think they, they need to look forward and say, we need to make time for this sometime. It, this may be too short a notice. We can't work it around our schedule, mm-hmm. but they need to go out and find, I think this would be a great thing to do, but if not, they need to find something that helps them um, grow together in holiness. Agreed. Absolutely. And, and and really, there's so many things that we go to that, uh, you know, where we can go and learn about the faith and we can go and, and, and have fun. But this is an opportunity to, to husband and wife to be together and talk about marriage and family life. Yes. And I know that can, and some, some people might be intimidated by that. Like, oh, I'm gonna, it's a week, you know, a day I'm going to get in trouble. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It, you know, we, it should be a fun day. It should be a relaxing day. And hey, conversations that are important, maybe they'll happen, or maybe you'll hear something that inspires you and and uh, to to make a change in life or to keep doing something you're doing well. Right. You've been wondering, gosh, are we doing are we doing the right thing? And then you you know you hear from a speaker and we're on the right track. Right. Maybe we can improve on this or that. And and you can talk about marriage and family life. And so, how often do you get to go for you know for eight hours and or so and and focus on marriage and focus meals and family baby and and but that's i think that's you know it's great to go and learn about the faith but ultimately we got to apply the faith to our day-to-day lives and and to be around people who can challenge us to be around people who can also encourage us because they're going through the same exact struggles that we are i think i always found that when i was ever in a group sometimes you get surprised at oh you mean you're struggling mm-hmm. with that too you think you're the only one that is having a problem with this with a child or with this and trying to manage their time. And I think it's really important that we, um, that we get together and be encouraged by it, but then also be challenged to recognize, Hey, with God's grace, you know, and entrusting ourselves to that grace, we can um, become the saints that we're created to be. We can change our families. We can help, raise children who will positively impact this, this world. So, you know, uh, absolutely. So, and you, so and you're actually, go ahead, go ahead, Dre. Well, I was just going to say the, the, um, you just came from, from a, 
conference, right? I mean, it sounded like you had quite a few or maybe several four conferences. I don't know. Uh, we, did you learn anything? Of, did you learn anything that you'd like to share with the audience with regard to like how from that one, from any of those? Sure, sure. Well, we're in the middle of five conferences in three weeks. Um, <laughs> we have 18 conferences this year nationwide. And uh, so we're in the middle of, of five and three weeks. And uh, we just, this past weekend, we had our Converging Roads Medical Ethics Conference in Houston. Oh, yeah. I missed that. And uh, we had around 125 physicians and nurses and med students and uh, um, PAs and nurse practitioners. And it was just a, a tremendous day. Um, our speakers, I mean, just, I mean, hit the cover off the ball. I mean, they, they hit home runs. They were really incredible speakers and people just absolutely loved the event because it's helping them to practice their ethical beliefs, their faith in, you know, in, in the hospital, in the right. clinic, at the bedside with patients. And so we had some wonderful speakers and a great success. Um, and, and really a joy to hear from these experts from all across the country. But I'll talk to you that after, after, <laughs> after the show, because I, because, I, but I think I ultimately love that stuff. And I, I have a passion for it too, but, but I, I think that that again points to the fact that, that w- what we profess as our belief has and should have a, an impact on how we act in whatever we're doing, whether it's our profession. So these, healthcare workers or as spouses and parents that it's not, we're not just studying that God's Trinity and then, Oh, by the way, we're married and not connecting the two that the, that the faith is integrating the faith that mm-hmm. into our lives because Jesus became one of us incarnate. Uh, he's showing us that there is a way that we're meant to live concretely day to day that better reflects our union with God than um, then maybe other choices that we have or what, or what the world is putting out there is the way it should be handled. Sure. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that, uh, we, we had, uh, as one of our topics that this past weekend was, uh, the theme of recognizing that patients are members of families and that doctors and nurses are members of families. You know, we have this tendency in the modern world to see each man as an island you know, to treat each person as an isolated individual. But at the end of the day, we always are in that social relationship, members in that first social relationship of family. And, uh, and so what kind of care, you know, what kind of medical care needs to be, needs to be offered? Uh, what, how should you structure work-life balance, uh, in, in, in a doctor's office, you know, and, or, but also for us in, in our day-to-day living and, and so, yeah, that the idea that we're not isolated individuals, we, I think that is one of the biggest problems in, in our world today is, is we, we forget we're members of families first. Right. And, and you know, and that, and that flows, important. it is important. And actually it flows as a guy that loves theology. It flows from how God's revealed himself as a communion of persons that, that mm-hmm. even God himself being one God is three persons. And that's, made in his image and likeness that should always point us to. And the family, in fact, does, because children don't just come from nowhere. <laughs> they come from that relationship of two. They don't, they, it, it, it takes more than, um, in God's plan, it takes more than just one person to have a child. And so it even points that even our very beginnings flow from a communion of persons. And 
that's where it applies. So it should not surprise us that we need to remind ourselves in a world that tends to, like you said, single out people, set them on an island, judge them on, on that, and pull them out of what we know to be true, which is they're part of something too. And they're in our, they happen to be in our um, way, so to speak. And, and we need to treat them recognizing that they're not just a single person, but there are other people involved. So even worse, we have a tendency in our world to make. No, other- absolutely. I think you're right on, uh, on the mark there. And again, it's one of the things that kind of a Western society approach that we need to be wary of and, and, and make sure we recognize that we are members of families first and foremost. And, and, uh, of course that includes for those of us who are baptized as Christians, right. That we're members of God's family, right. We've been adopted sons and daughters. And again, like you say, it's no surprise then, right. That there's this, this, uh, uh, kind of an imprint right. uh, of the Trinity in family life that we are called to be a Trinitarian community. And, and of course, what is the life of the Trinity? It's love. And so the family is in the first place called to be that community of love. As a matter of fact, Trey, that's what Father Mitch will be speaking about at our conference. He'll be speaking about that idea of of love and and how are we called to live love in the home. What does it look like for a husband to love his wife, for a wife to love her husband for life? Um, What does love look like in the home? You know, we can have kind of beautiful notions and ideas of love and all of that day-to-day reality. What does it look like in the day-to-day small decisions of life uh, to love? And so I'm so thrilled to hear from Father Mitch Pacwa, who who this is one family is one of his passions. He works with so many families and and knows so many families. It'll be a real blessing to have him share his, his experience with us and his thoughts on that topic. And that again, that conference is the Together in Holiness Conference, May 5th, 830 to 330 couple $59 single $35 admission there's child care available in there's two conferences on the same day the Woodlands um, event at St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church and in Sugarland at St. Lawrence Catholic Church you can learn more at togetherinholiness.org you said correct Arland Is that correct Arland I, I'm sorry. He, I, I'm having a hard time hearing. Uh, okay. Patties. Well, I think he, I think he was correct. I, I, he was just giving the giving the information out on on uh, on the conference and yeah. where people can sign up because we want to do it. Holiness.org. So together in yeah, holiness. Good, good. Perfect. Is that better now? That's that's perfect. Okay. okay great. So I, mean, I, I need to hire you, Thaddeus. Are you looking for a job or anything? No, you may not. <laughs> hey, I am always out there looking for the best offer, man. Always looking for the best offer. Oh man, you come a call. Uh, uh, but uh, I was gonna I was gonna say earlier. I think that now I understand why you kept talking, even though I was about uh, seven or eight words into my my thought. I was like, wow. I guess Arlen really needs to get this idea out. I'll just shut. <laughs> well, um, I've been known to do that from time to time. I will admit. Yeah, that's only after you had a couple beers, though. Um, uh, uh, no, I was going to say, not only do we tend to forget people are members of families, but we tend to a uh, growing tendency to see people as instruments of yes, our right. own uh, priorities, di- desires, um, agendas. To not even see them as human beings. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's obviously, and that's again comes from, or at least in part, comes from proper understanding what love is. Yeah, um, love is to give oneself away for the sake of another, right. uh, among other. So you think you think in the medical field, not only not only obviously the question of abortion, but you look at um, patients as research subjects. You look at sure. the human genome uh, question and gene editing, um, cloning. There's well, so many, there's just this multiplicity of ways that medical professionals can start to see human beings as instruments for their own professional advancement rather than as, you know, do no harm and follow the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right, Thaddeus. And, and the thing that, you know, actually this past, uh, this past, this past weekend, one of the topics was the issue of, uh, um, you know, young people who experience uh, gender dysphoria, right? Mm-hmm. When, when they're male and the female and they think they're the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what they're doing now is this puberty suppression, you know, and, and preventing the natural maturation of, of a young boy or young girl from happening. And they'll do surgeries and give them hormones. And there's nothing, this isn't backed up by the, by the science. And, yeah. and the body, the, these poor kids are being treated as an object to manipulate and to change just according to their, um, you know, their psychological situation and, and that the body has to somehow be aligned with, um, this, this order of gender dysphoria. And it's really troubling. So, and that's actually a really concrete example of, mm-hmm. of what you're, what you're talking about that is and something that doctors are facing. I'm hearing it from pastors. I'm hearing it from, uh, uh, people in the school setting, that this just the idea that the body is an instrument can just be changed according to you know whatever we want we can make of each person whatever we want and again another troubling thing that's that's not coming down the road it's here it's here now and and again we need to be aware of that so yeah and i'll we're going to go through these through these topics but i just to point this out i was over visiting a customer of mine and one and one of his nurses came up to me and said we've put in a new system in speaking to this and now the system requires to ask two questions. One, what gender were you at birth? What gender are you now? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. To the, and, and she's like, I don't, I can't ask those questions. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to yeah. ask those questions. Most people. So, you know, it's even kind of being imposed. Um, mm-hmm. Cause she didn't want, she did. I don't even know why she came back and told me that, but, but, um, but I find that it's, it's everywhere and it's actually getting kind of put into the, structure in which we live but and i and there is a sense in which i think that even in the family that children in this culture can be viewed as instruments as you know trophies or as objects like that's my kid and as long as you know he's doing well or she's doing well i can point to them and i gain not that that's bad but i think there's a way of looking at it that says i'm trying to help this person become who they are for their sake and for God's sake, that's one thing. And you can be proud and excited about what a child's doing. But I think there's another way of coming at it where, you know, they're my trophy. They're, yeah. they're here for yeah. me that happens as well. I mean, I've seen that before. So, Absolutely. and it's a temptation for all of us at some, at some level, I think. Sure. But in the, in the last few minutes here, I thought it would be just to touch on so that people get a feel for what, I mean, obviously it, to have Father Mitch Pacwa is worth the trip <laughs> by itself. Yeah. But but um but some of these topics that 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 
you'll provide, and I, I assume that when they're talked, there's some time for, for the spouses to get together and talk through how's that in our lives or whatever is that, how the, mm-hmm. how the structure. Yeah, the, I get, yeah. Let me say a few words about uh, kind of the structure of the day. Um, there will be uh, there will be mass. Uh, we'll have three presentations. Two of those are from our keynotes, Father Mitch Pacwa and uh, Patty Schneier, who is just amazing as well. Not as well known, but she's she's just an amazing, inspiring speaker. And then uh, and then we'll have panels, the breakouts for men and breakout for women. Um, and then also there's an hour and a half period in the middle of the day for couples to visit with friends. To go that's on a walk great. and yeah, start really talking good. through some things, uh, to go spend some time in adoration, and so really they can do what they think is best for them, you know, and, and and so they can socialize, they can go pray, they can go on a walk and begin navigating through some of the things that they've been inspired by, and say, you know, what do you think about adopting this or ad- adopting that or changing that? So the day is it, it has a little bit of a retreat feel. It's not just a conference. It's kind of a mix between a retreat and a conference and. And we found that couples just really appreciate appreciate that. It's a good kickstarter and a good starter for some important questions and topics of conversation for the couples. Hey, Arlen, I like that you you got um, national speakers and you got local speakers. Can you talk a little bit about just the philosophy behind behind doing that? Other than just trying to make sure that you had all your slots filled, but I'm, I bet there's a philosophy behind <laughs> behind that too. No, I'd say, no, I'm glad you actually noticed that. So we always, you know, so. St. John Paul II Foundation, I don't think we've actually said the name of our organization yet, but uh, the St. John Paul II Foundation's philosophy on this is we like to have national speakers, we like to have the best of the local community, and then we always have our own speakers as well, um, our own team speak at, uh, at, at our conferences. And it, it gives a good blend mm-hmm. of, of, of things. And of course, the national speakers bring people out. Right, you know, I mean, right. You don't get to hear Father Mitch all that often. It's, it's rare he's an hour down the road and you can go see him and hear from him. Uh, but then you also get to hear from friends and you have get to have witnesses who are, you know, living down the road from you. And I think that's an incredible way to, to do it. And, and again, couples respond very positively to that. And um, uh, again, so I encourage people to go to togetherinholiness.org to sign up and join us. So Trey fits into that best of the local community. Well, local community. Well, one of the best. best. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, so Trey, tell us what you're speaking about. You're I'm saying this that. is one of the topics uh, on getting your spouse and your kids to heaven. Um, you know, that's, I mean, ultimately that's what it's, what it's about. I mean, we're, you know, we have to remind ourselves. And again, this is part of being intentional and intelligent and intense is recognizing that it's not just getting them through high school graduate or getting them into college or make sure they have a job or that they're married. I mean, those are all, you know, important things of, of being a parent and making sure they're educated. But ultimately we can't lose sight of the fact that, that our job is to be used as instruments by God um, to um, help our spouse and, and our children get to heaven. I mean, um, we, that's the end game. I mean, that, that is the end game. And I do think, and I know I'm guilty of it, that, that you can get caught up. It's just like the everyday life and not being able to focus long-term. You can get caught up in doing all the right things to help them get an education, help them get a job, whatever it is. 
But we need to always point ourselves and point them to the fact that ultimately, you know, I had a conversation with my oldest son who happened to be in and, and I, and, you know, again, where you had this moment where you're talking through all these difficult items. And then I got to the end, I said, well, you know, ultimately you, you can do all these things. You can pay off all your debt. You can be all good with money, but, but here's the bottom line. You're dying someday. Mm -hmm. And what happens then? Because none of what you've accomplished, none of what you've gained materially is coming with you. And and he was, I mean, it wasn't like a challenge. It was just sometimes we have to have people remind us, me, my spouse reminding me, my kids reminding me, me reminding them that the end game is we need to get to heaven. Because everything else is secondary to that. Um so if there is a mission, an overarching mission of any parent and spouse, it's to do all that I can. I can't make somebody make those choices, but I can do everything I can to be an accurate representation of God, to give them an understanding of, of what it means to be a Christian and that ultimately God came, gave his only begotten son that we might have eternal life. And it's really up to each one of us um, within a community, but ultimately individually to say yes to that call and yes I want to go to heaven yes I want to be a saint and um, there's nothing more important than that I guess yeah there's an old line the only tragedy in the world is for for a man not to become a saint you know right. for each one of us becomes I, I you know I paraphrase it but it's I think a, a good reminder for us and we're going to be joined Trey uh, by a, a, a good friend of mine Rick Plager uh-huh. He's uh, a father, and and he was general counsel at at uh, you know a fifty billion dollar oil company. So you know he had some real pressures of work, you know, in, in that in such a role. And um, um, he's going to be uh, speaking about balancing work and and, and family life, right. and the importance of you know I think ultimately being a good husband, being a good father helps you be a good employee, helps you be a good boss. Uh, I don't think you have to you know, kill one to be successful in the other. And, uh, ultimately I, I think he's, Rick is going to share that with us. So I'm really looking forward to being on that panel with you. And I guess I'm, I'll be speaking about, uh, uh, really raising our kids and, and, and with virtue on the mind, we get into tendencies to pacify our children, you know, so they don't embarrass us in public or to threaten them. You know, I right. brought you into this world. I can take you out, you know, right. <laughs> kind of a mentality. Uh, but really, we want our kids to be virtuous young men and women, to do the right thing because it's the right thing. And right. it's not always easy. And, yes, sometimes we have to, you know, uh, quote, threaten in some way, right? There ha- there are natural consequences for our actions, and we need our kids need to learn that. But I'm so convinced that if we really encourage our kids, to do the right thing because it's the right thing, because that's what a virtuous man does. That's what a good man does. That's what a good woman does. Um, then, then I think they, for the long haul, are going to be much more inclined to become those saints that they're called to be. Absolutely, and I, and I think that that's that is. I mean, all these are struggles. So, so the, that's three of the five that are that are here. Um, I don't know if anybody out there, but just remind, you know, his, what Arlen's going to be kind of speaking on is virtue and children beyond moving beyond pacifying, negotiating and threatening any pacifiers out there, any negotiators out there, <laughs> any threateners we've out there. I mean, we've all done it. Everybody knows exactly what he's talking about. So 
here's an opportunity to come and listen and then and be able to engage with your spouse about, hey, I've done that before, and maybe Arland or somebody else here has has a way that they've worked around that. Because I think anybody, mm-hmm. if they're honest, has done, you know, I've done all three. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, but but uh, certainly everybody that that's parented for any length of period of time can relate to that. So that's one topic. Balancing work and family life, I I think is, I mean, that's everyday problem. You know, how do I make sure I do a good job at work, but at the same time, make sure that, that my family, um, is ultimately where it needs to be, which is above my work, above my work life, but, but integrated as a whole. And then for me, um, certainly being the, the, the latter of the three, you know, be, be that we do need to keep our eyes on the goal, you know? Uh, I think it was um, Ryle, Pat Riley that that had the the book called you know the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and, yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that uh, I think that that's exactly what we can lose sight of is that the main thing as a parent is are we doing everything we can to to help our kids desire to go to heaven to make the faith their own and are we doing everything that we can to help them get there. And ultimately that's, I think what, that's what I always talk to my kids about. That's ultimately what I'm going to be judged by. Not, not necessarily by your answers to those questions, children, but did I provide you with what you needed to be able to access God's grace and Mm -hmm. to become the saint that you needed? I can't make, that's your choice ultimately. But, um, and then virtue is yours is, you know, very, (laughs) day to day how do we handle that and how do we help them become virtuous because saints are virtuous so absolutely anyway so those three and then as we get to the did you have anything else to say on those but i mean i well and and just to be clear we've been talking i've been talking about the the men who are speaking but we also have a great panel of women uh who are speaking on the same topics we are cool um so if you really want to learn something, guys, you, you go to the women's panel. Right. <laughs> they'll probably do much better than we will. But, Absolutely. But, uh, no, there's that women's panel as well, and they'll be having the same the same uh, uh, conversation and topics. And my guess is they may get a few more questions and, and, and conversation than we do. Uh, right. It'll be all the women in there, and, and it's just that's just a male-female thing, right? It's usually the ladies who ask the questions, and the men kind of sit back. But... But I, I expect we'll have a robust, fun conversation for both the men and women. And, and again, I can't wait for the conference and hope our, our listeners will join us yeah. uh, in the woodlands or, or, or Sugarland if it's so inclined. But again, they can go to togetherinholiness.org to, to visit and uh, sign up. Yeah, and I think it's that's really a key point, and I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it until you just pointed out, but that, that again, the women, wives, mothers— are going to be able to be together and talk openly and hear from others yeah. who've gone through that. And I think that's really important because they might, they may or may not say something with their spouse there that they could say, uh, in that. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's good. Plus they can be reinforced by people who are, who can relate to their, to their issues as a mother, as a, as a, um, spouse and the flip side for us too, it's good to be, you know, not always, but it's certainly good to be around other men who can challenge us and confront us and, 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 and also encourage us. Um, Absolutely. So, so then, so then on the other two topics that are on this, I wonder if those are the keynote topics where spouses discover God's plan for their family or is it? So that's the tagline for together and holiness. Okay. 
Uh, so if you want to discover God's plan for your family, go to a Together Holiness Conference. Uh, it's a beautiful place. And, and really, I guess, that's actually, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Trey, because so often we get caught up in living our own plan. Right. You know, and, 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 we, and we forget to ask that question of what is God's plan for us? And so Together in Holiness is about taking that step back, asking that question, what is God's plan for us? Um, and then learning how to do it. You know, what are some practical tips for doing it? And we, uh, we take surveys after every conference and people tell us, I mean, it's, it's, I think we average 99% of attendees say we learned practical things to become holy, to raise our kids in virtue, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, the numbers are incredible. So it really is a great way to, to learn, uh, you know, how to do the practical side. What does yep. it look like in the day-to-day living? What does it look like in the home? That's that's so important. So, um, and again, like you said, that plan, God's plan, we sometimes need to reconnect with that and be purposeful. God does have a plan for our family. <laughs> so, and then the last one, and we only got a few minutes here, but the last one is on straight talk for spouses, how to love each other rightly. What is that? Are we going to be talked to how to, how to, how to be straight shooters with our spouse or <laughs> we pretty yeah. much have that all figured out already yes, don't we yes, bro. i don't know about stephanie's yeah. pretty much a straight shooter with me <laughs> I, I probably have in-laws listening to this i can't answer uh, that question uh, uh, okay. <laughs> in trouble. uh no I, I you know that that's father mitch's talk and I, i'm glad you said straight shooter because uh he is a straight shooter oh, absolutely father mitch is so great and he has a way of saying things in, in his his country way and and uh um, you know, he's a boot wearing, you know, gunslinging fella. And <laughs> from Chicago of all places. So. Yeah, he's, he's so funny, <laughs> but he'll be speaking about love and, and what does it look like in the home. And so I'm really excited to hear from him again. And, and Patty Schneier as well will be, you know, be joining us from St. Louis. And uh, just both are just incredible speakers and, and they're going to inspire us and, and help us to, uh, to learn some practical ways to, to, to live the faith in the home, to, to focus on love and, and to focus on virtue. Wow. So um, I want to sign up. Unfortunately, I'm not, I'm going to be there, but, but, uh, and I'm going to try to be there as long as I can. Um, but anyway, I want to be clear. We're going to put this out there. Uh, you can go to together and holiness.org.org and, and gain that's $59 a short trip over there with $5 per kid babysitting for that entire time to have these topics mass discussed. and mass and meals, meals, potential order, um, adoration, all those together. So, Hey Arlen, I'm, we're going to do a, a, a verse here shortly, but, um, sure. any, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. And if you want to leave anybody out oh. there or, no, I appreciate the opportunity to visit. It's always good to catch up, Trey, and I hope uh, you know some of our listeners will be able to join us. And if not, there'll be others down the road. So check it out and and join us one of these years, if not this year, for Together in Holiness at togetherinholiness.org. We'd love to have you there. And what's Thanks, your Tom. what's your website address for the JP Two Foundation? St. John Paul Two Foundation's website is for life and family. Okay. For lifeandfamily.org. Hey, hold on. Uh, we're gonna, our, our verse for the day is going to be Hebrews 12, uh, 14. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. I think that's fitting. Uh, remember, Amen. pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you, and he will, and come to the conference. Thanks for listening. <laughs> God bless. 
Thank you for listening to this local production of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Tune in next week at the same time to hear Trey and Stephanie Cashin share more on the mystery of parenthood. 